Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast. By the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact. Make yourselves heard. What's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of For Fox's Sake. My name's Pete Selby and alongside me it's Mr. Rob Hayes and we're actually in For Fox's Sake uh, Gardens. Yeah, For Fox's Sake HQ Garden. It's lovely and floral. Yes, very nice. So if you can hear the, the tweet of a bird, the, uh, the, the rustling of the breeze, the uh, sirens in the background, then you know where we are. <laughs> Not so much of the third one. It's no, nice, not yet, lovely, actually. It's not lovely yet. and picturesque. It's yet. all right. It's not bad at all. Um, now, what we're going to talk about, we'll talk about Leicester, obviously. Uh, what is there to talk about? Well, signings, possible signings, things that have already happened. Um, right, we'll just get on with it. We've signed Maguire. Good, Twelve, good signing. 12 million, rising to 17. Good signing. Jump the gun. I noticed that um, Stoke City had to have a transfer... Uh, meeting because Leicester jumped the gun and signed him ahead of them, and they were really disappointed. Yeah, well, he's he's solid, dependable, looked good in a very average team last season, and let's be honest, in today's money, twelve million pounds is not an awful lot. Let's let's take into consideration the fact that Sunderland got more prize money this season for finishing bottom of the Premier League than we did for winning it the season before. I know it's not 100% a direct correlation between prize money and transfer fees, but ultimately most of the money that clubs spend on players comes from the money they get from TV uh, rights, deals and prize money. Um, so £12 million this summer would probably only have been 7 or 8 last summer, for which for, for a, a proven Premier League defender with room to grow still, you'd say it was a very good deal. It's just going to take people a little bit of time to get their head around the fact that these are the figures that we will be talking now because of the new TV deal. And you're trying to get ahead of Premier League clubs. So, yeah, not got a problem with the fee at all. 24-year-old English centre-half. Uh, we know the sort of player he is. He's actually a bit of a footballer as well. Likes to dribble out with the ball. Strong commanding centre-half as well. Um, and an area that we highlighted as a, as a weak point last season. Look, when Huth and Morgan were both struggling with injury, we really, yep. really struggled there. And uh, Vasilevsky gone, retired, whatever he's done. Uh, still a couple of question marks over Ben Loan. Uh, can't expect 38 games a season out of Huth and Morgan. Uh, perfect way to start our summer signings, I think. Do we need another centre-half? I don't think we need another out-and-out centre-half. I, oh, think, right. I think there we've got four. Yes. I think Ben Loan uh, is, is a very good deputy. Right. Um, Fuchs with his ever decreasing pace on the left hand side is probably uh, is, is definitely able to tuck in and play as a left sided centre back Daniel Amati has played there for Ghana why he hasn't for Leicester I don't know but I don't think we need to have five full on centre backs at the club you've also got if you're really struggling which I hope we're not but if you are you've got the captain of the under 23s Elliot Moore as well I agree um, although if the deal can be done for Gibson I would happily take Gibson and say look here's two good signings spent a bit of money on them and maybe the likes of Bella Lawan can be let go or maybe if 
injuries or rumours regarding injuries with the likes of Morgan and Hooth. If one of them can't play, uh, not even a full season, but can't manage half a season because of persistent injury problems, then I've not got a problem with them spending the bit of money on Gibson. The thing is, he's going to be a lot of money. They want 25, 30 million. That's a lot. I think the one deal that was done today, um, actually yesterday, was Michael Keane uh, going to Everton. And there's a lot of people out there bemoaning the fact that Leicester didn't buy him last season. Yes, but we were paying a lot of money for a guy who was coming up from the championship and we didn't get him then. And they're saying, yeah, but he's gone to Everton now. He didn't want to come to Leicester. I know he's been there before, but once Everton had come in for him, he was only going to go one direction. Yeah, of course. And I think um, we'll come on to move through the ranks of the of the team in a couple of minutes. But I think Gilfie Sigurdsson would be a very similar similar point of view. What have Leicester similar, got to yeah. offer him that... that, that he can't get and more at Everton yeah. and Everton are clearly building a, a bit of a revolution there if you like and they're throwing money at things uh, yeah so disapp- I guess disappointing but we were priced out of Michael Keane very early weren't we yeah and but, the rumours about him going back to Man U as well it was just out of our range which is a shame but um, a player who uh, came onto our radar over the last 24 hours or so and it's moving very quickly at the time of recording we've just seen a quote from Ibora the uh, giant centre midfielder from Sevilla, who saying that he's going to join Leicester and the uh, deal's been agreed, £12 million. Uh, well, seems like a very solid signing. 29-year-old, he can score goals, commanding midfielder, experienced player, captain of Sevilla, won countless trophies with them, including Europa Leagues, brings a lot of experience, bit of a no-nonsense midfielder who can play. What's there not to like about this? Yeah. I, I completely agree. Some people might look at it and say, well, he's 29, it's not very forward thinking, but you can't buy an entire team of people in their early 20s. He he brings everything that you said there. He's still at the very top of his game at 29. Uh, let's, let's say in, in terms of a cultured central midfielder, you're talking peak years, somewhere between 26 and 31, 32. He's, he's, he's very much in his peak. Oh, yeah. He was the leader, as you say, of Sevilla. He led them... Um, in the season just gone as the captain. Uh, and the only real reason he's going, uh, he's, he said in his quotes that he wants a new challenge and that he's wanted to play in the Premier League, etc. Et time, et time to catch the train that's going past, i.e. it's kind of time to move on. Yeah, but also um, Severe have brought Eva Benega back to them from Inter Milan. So, and, and they didn't, uh, obviously the, the, that leaves a bit of... Uh, leeway for them to to move Ibora on. It's not that he wasn't wanted. He he's got an exemplary attitude there, and um, and in terms of in terms of the right kind of character in the squad, he he fits the mould. I think he really does. And like I said, this was on our radar the last twenty four hours or so. Oh um, yeah, but it, let, let me tell you, folks, it was on Pete Selby's radar for the last seven days or so. Yeah, but and he has shown me evidence. You know, I'm not going to let you think that Pete Selby's conning you here. He has got some kind of informant somewhere that's dropping him, that's drip feeding him the odd rumor that he doesn't want to commit to until it's actually happened. That but I think a, now you'll believe them a bit more, won't you? That's the problem. The thing is, I, I generally was like, okay, fair play, whatever. It turns out it's absolutely mustered this this link, so it will go unnamed, um, and the person doesn't listen to the podcast. You're so mysterious. So um, there we go, mysterious Pete. But we, it, I might drip feed a, a bits and bobs. Um, actually, what we could do, this is a good thing, and again, this is obviously top of my head. We could because, as listeners to the show know, on Twitter we don't just retweet everything that um, is a rumor on Twitter because if so, 
99.9% of it is absolute nonsense. There is the odd one or two sources. I've mentioned before, John Percy is a really good person to follow on Twitter to with Leicester. Obviously got lots of Rob Dorsett from Sky Sports News, this, that and the other. But um, for me, John Percy is a really good person to follow. Um, I think what we should do is, if I do hear something, I will tweet it. But I need to have a name. We need to come up with a name for the source. So people know. Only people who listen to the show know it's from this source. I'll leave you to think about that. I'll think about one, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know at the end of end of this show. So when I tweet, I've heard this from. I don't know. I'll, I'll come up with something. But anyway, yes, yeah, so it has been proved. I have shown uh, evidence to Rob, and you, uh, you, you, you've seen the evidence. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, it might just fall silent now. But uh, yeah, a really good player. Um, a sort of player who you would just wouldn't thought Leicester would sign. Um, you would maybe not thought would come to the Premier League. But uh, again, twelve million pounds, not an awful lot of money um, in this day and age for a player of his ability. Now, for me, Rob, does this hint of possibly a change in formation? Obviously, having him as a midfielder, does it spell the end of the likes of James or even King or people like that? Or does it mean that we're going to move into maybe a back three with having then three in the centre midfield, the two out wide and two up top? What, copy the Chelsea model, you mean? Well, it, it's copying the Leicester of the late 90s, I'd like to think. So I think that's what Chelsea have done with with their formation. But it's, it's interesting. I think it gives us another option. Now, obviously, having three centre-halves, you could have Maguire and then obviously Morgan and Huth. But I think if they bought another centre-half, that would really speak volumes for playing three at the back. Because then what you could have is, let's just say, for example, they buy Gibson. You could have Gibson and Maguire with a Morgan or a Hooth also that that just reeks of three at the back um, I, I, I think it's a really good option because on the right you've got uh, Albrighton on the left you've got Chilwell who is a ready-made attacking left-sided defender Yeah. Um, the midfield speaks for itself and then two up top possibly Gray behind Avardi um, it's just another option isn't it yeah it would it would give you another option and I think having the right number and the right quality of players in in central midfield and at centre centre of defence would uh, afford you that option to play that um, and again we I spoke about Fuchs playing playing centre back he could play the left side of the three centre backs because you want your left and right sided centre backs there to be more ball playing don't you you want that's why you'd probably play Morgan or Huth as the central one because they probably lack the most ability on the ball out of let's say in theory if you brought in a Gibson uh, and you've got a Maguire who is a ball player as well. Um, and Ben Lohan likes to get on the ball if you if you keep him and you factor him into that. So it's it's definitely an option. It's an interesting option. And and at no point would I suggest that you play thirty eight games at four four two and that's that because formation changes within games as well as starting different games with different formations are are, are important and they're becoming more important I think in this day and age. Uh, and the three five two is a is a model that's proven to to have worked. Uh, I think the wing backs are crucial in that in that role in that formation. Oh, a yeah, lot of people vital. struggle to get the wing backs right. Are they are they too attacking? Are they too defensive? Wait. But in All Brighton, you've got industry. Yes, um, he will put just as much effort into his defensive duties as he will into his attacking. Uh, and Chilwell grows in confidence game by game and has got um, an eye to go forward, but with the defensive roots that a left back should have. That's the thing. You, you've got Chilwell more defensively. Minded, and then you've got Albright and more attacking minded, but both can get back. If you just go back to the 90s, you've got Andy Impey, who was an attack minded player down one side who managed to get back. 
and I think he was helped out an awful lot on that side of defence anyway and I think Savage dropped back and Lennon to cover him and you got Steve Guppy who you would never have thought would be a defensive minded fullback uh, wi- uh, winger on that side he was obviously a fantastic crosser of the ball an attack minded player but he did get back and got his head on one every season but uh, no but every, they, every they did their job they did their job it'll be interesting to see how Leicester go um, would you like to see Leicester spend 25 to 30 million on Iniacho or um, what's his first name is it Keely Kelechi Iniacho it would be quite a bold move he has shown glimpses of ability in the top flight when he got a run in the city side not the season just gone the season before uh, I don't think it would be a bad sign in Saul I, I think it depends again on who on who moves on because if he comes in and we keep all of our forward options at the club then somebody's getting paid too much money to not do a lot yes you'd, you'd expect if he does come in there would be lots of a show or uh, would be leaving Azura and Musa probably would Moussa, both go yeah. um, for me and I'm not the first I'm not one of those people who's if Leicester get linked with a player it's oh yeah buy him you know obviously you do look for the strong points of the player and you do get excited but I think both of us are too cynical for that sort of thing nowadays yeah um, I would be absolutely over the moon with this sign I think this is Tremendous! If we sign this player, I think he is absolute goals. You look at his scoring record per minute. A lot of him is off the bench. He's a natural-born finisher. He's quick. He can play behind a centre-forward as well. He's 20. If Man City want a buyback clause, yeah, it's a bit awkward. You spend 30 million with the possibility of him going back there for 40 million. It's a bit awkward. But I think this is tremendous. A guy who is used to English football, he could stay wherever he's living around the Manchester area. That's not a problem. It just, for me, it ticks every single box. Absolutely every single box. This this is, for me, the signing. I know I went over the top about Sigurdsson last year, but I think that's done in the water. That's not going to happen. Um, this is the one. This is the signing. Do you think we need any more then? Let's let's say uh, yeah, Ibora's in, Maguire's in, Iheanacho's in. Well, there's there's the, the the spine of the team, which we said on the last podcast, didn't we? What do we need to improve? Well, we need to improve the spine. Um, there were a few rumours going around about signing a new goalkeeper. It was um, the goalkeeper from Hull, maybe as a, a replacement for Roman Mozilla. And I then like there was the fact that you've avoided saying his name there. Yeah, Yakupovic. Yeah, thank you. Also, that, we've also been yeah, with Kalinic question as well. my pronunciational skills always. We've yeah. been linked Enter with... Enter your local Labrooks any time between 9 and 1, and you'll uh, <laughs> hear some uh, really... Do- Today, there was uh, there was six races from Clairefontaine. Wowzers. <laughs> Good fun? Oh, no, it was great, but there were some... There some, were some names. rotters. Absolute rotters to pronounce. What about £18.5 million for Lovra Kalinic? Now, this is interesting. I mean, and the way it's come from, again, we're just talking about rumours here, but... This obviously would mean Schmeichel would be on his way, Do you which we don't want. Yeah, we're not going to spend eighteen million pound on a sub goalkeeper. Why not? Um, why not? Possibly, is it because Schmeichel might be going next season? Uh, maybe De Gea has one more year at Man U. These things could happen. We could say to this guy, "Look, mate, come over, join, 
get used to the area. You're going to be on the bench. Don't get me wrong. You'll be on the bench. But you're push gonna, Michael. Push you're him. Gonna push him, Michael. You're going to get used to the club. You're going to play all the cup games, possibly. Um, and then, next season, you, if you're all right, you're in line then to take over from Schmeichel because he's going to go on. I don't believe for one second that Kasper Schmeichel is going to be at Leicester City for the next five years. I don't think it's going to happen unless no. unless there's a real drop in form of him and, and Leicester drop in form as well and he just stays because he's on long-term contracts. I think he's going to move at some point. I really hope it's not now because he is the number one linchpin of the side, yeah, especially is. at the back. Um, but if we do sign this player... It means that, in my eye, Schmeichel will either go this year or hopefully next season. And if that's the case, if he does a Mares and says, right, I'll give you one more year, I don't for one think that, I'm not saying he's down tools Mares, but he's going to drop in form with Schmeichel because no. he will need. He's not that kind of bloke, is he? No, he's not the kind of bloke. And also, he's in a position where he can't because if you're going to play for Man U or one of the big sides, it's going to be Man U, isn't it? Mm. Um, then you can't drop your performance because Mourinho will be on you like a hawk and you won't sign um, so it's interesting and if it is the case then they've moved pretty quickly uh, I understand he's quite a tall big goalkeeper 6-7 yeah. spider Kalach all over again so, yeah I do like a tall goalkeeper yeah um, everyone knows I'm a f- fan of Fraser Forster as a goalkeeper that sort that's of quite funny because you used to be a goalkeeper in your younger years and you're not the tallest the cat that, yeah. was, that was my nickname. Well, yeah, I know, but I well, when when we won the league and I was player of the season, um, now that was a good season. Yeah, the cat. That happened. That happened. I'll believe anything now since you got a text about Vicente Abora coming to Leicester. I'll, I'll literally believe anything you say. I probably shouldn't, but I will. For fuck's sake, special agent X. That's it. That's what it's going to be. Right. I For think we should. I, I think we should probably wrap up there. Well, you know, well, there's still a little bit more time. Oh, go on then. Plus, plus it's a lovely and the sun's I'm, come out. I'm here. getting sunburn here. That's main. You're in the I shade. Want. No, I'm not. Look at my arm. Honest to God, I'm I'm extremely pale. <laughs> I'm so ginger. It hurts. You sunburn at midnight. Yeah. Work that out. No, I'm I'm lovely. Anyway, um, so yeah, Iniacho. Would we need someone else? Well, for me. If the player is there, then sign him. Mm. If they're a better player than we've already got, then sign him. It's going to be interesting with the likes of Harvey Barnes and um, also Lawrence coming back. Um, I do have question marks about some returning players, the likes of Ajoa and James, uh, whether they're going to be not up to the standard of player that we need, but James up to the rigours of Premier League football, Ajoa. Is his heart in it now? He, he really does deserve to move on and play football. I think it will happen. I think he'll move on. I hope he goes back to Brighton. Brighton yeah, yeah. Well, it'll come back. It'll be Joa and um, and drink. Uh, what's his face? Knockout. They'll be back in the team together. They'll, they'll both score at the King Power. I won't be there that game. I've, I've just worked out. I'm not there. But um, yeah. So at the moment, it's an interesting transfer window. I think very positive, um, and also for one. That he gets a lot of criticism, does John Rudkin. Now, obviously, our former director of football was fantastic. But John Rudkin, I still stand by the fact that the signing of Slomani, the signing of Musa last season, they were either already in the pipeline or they were number one targets from the Walsh era. This, for me, is the first real era of John Rudkin and his signings. OK, we had um, around Christmas, could we assign more players? We signed Wilfred Ndidi, remember, and look what a player he's turned out to be. So... I 
think he gets a lot of unfair criticism now criticize all you want brilliant fine not a problem but i think there's an awful lot of criticism aimed his way mainly because fans needs to criticize someone yeah they, you can't criticize said, the manager on a previous podcast he's you, a scapegoat isn't yeah it? he's a scapegoat you can't criticize the manager you can't criticize the owners at all in the slightest you can't really criticize the players for what they've done over the last few years so he is the person uh for the blame of signing these players you take a risk with them and I think we'll get our money back on Musa pretty much when we sell him this season and we'll see what Soleimani's like next year so I would just hold tight on the old uh, the Rudkin bashing um, and a lot of this is on social media which is nonsense but it really showed to the fore when the backroom staff came onto the field at the last day of the season and when they read out Rudkin's name and he walked out he got booed mm. and I'm being funny but that's poor that is poor I stood there and looked around going, hang on, this is this is a bit silly here. Nobody who's booing him knows anything about what's going on behind the scenes. Nobody knows what kind of job he's doing. It was understandable because of those signings and the, maybe the wasted opportunity, but you've got to realise the director of football has just left the club and he's come in and was the club underprepared for that transfer window? Possibly, but give him his dues and see what happens this year. Um, at the moment, I think it's all all positive. We'll see whether they're going to add another. Oh, oh yeah. Um, any news regarding building a new stadium? No. Nothing. No, I, I mean, obviously there was that. All quiet. Did you see that um, that clip from the American um, architect? No. They had a, I think it was like an American architect over in America. They were showing this presentation about um, developing football stadiums, this, this, that, and the other. And they were showing some future projects. And one of the slides was the yeast stand being redeveloped at Leicester so really? people, are, people are putting two and two together and getting 28 because they're thinking that's going to be the plans I mean if it is brilliant but uh, I think plans are afoot about doing that we mentioned about the land being bought behind the yeast stand and you and your inside knowledge not quite for fox sake special agent X style not yet we'll see but we'll see what happens anyway that's it for this quick uh, podcast one thing we have to say this is just a bit of a roundup. Um, we have done a, uh, we've had an interview. We've been interviewed by uh, this chap called John McKenzie, a journalist who has been doing a podcast on every single Premier League club and talking to a couple of fans. And uh, for some reason, he chose us. And so yeah, we've just straight, bizarre decision. It was, but, bizarre but the decision. podcast is called A Team of John O'Shea's. So yeah. I don't know if that's trying to reflect how massively average we are in terms of the scale of Leicester fans. That's true. And um, what he's done is basically ask us. A series of questions regarding the club, regarding last season, the players, how it worked out, things for next season. And uh, basically, we sent it through just after this. We've just uh, finished it. It's about an hour long. And we're going to put it through as, for Fox's sake, episode 71 and a half. Because it's not really an episode. Um, So you can listen today if you like. It'll be released, I think, around about Thursday-ish. So this is just a quick hello. And hope everyone's having a really good time in the summer. It's not quite the summer holidays yet. So I think a lot of people will be going away over the next uh, few weeks. We will probably have another podcast like this over the coming months before the start of the season to review a bit more transfer activity. Any questions you can put us through, usual place, Facebook at FFSpod on Twitter and for Fox 8 Podcast at gmail.com on the old email. But uh, apart from that, yeah, keep a lookout on Twitter. Like I said, if you if I do hear anything from for Fox 8 Special Agent X, then I'll put that on the end of the tweet so you know that uh, it's from this uh, source. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm off on holiday to Canada next week, so see ya. Really? Yep. 
We've been sat in for Fox 8 HQ Gardens for the best part of about three hours, and you not mentioned that. I've just mentioned it now. I'm going to Portugal. I'm going to next week, no, two weeks' time for a week, and then I'm going to, I'm doing the Blind Football European Championships in Germany. Yes, you are. Yes, you're not there, are you? No, but I'm doing the World Youth Para Athletics Championships in Switzerland at the start of August. Oh, wow, that's that's nice. Hmm. No, the the, the uh, we the, do all right, don't the, we? The German thing should be quite good, actually. Um, it's a shame you're not there, but it means that I'll have to keep on talking to all them Forest fans. And well, Dave's a Man U fan. Yeah, Jamo's well, a Liverpool fan. Is Jamo going to be there? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe not. But uh, as long as they realise I'm the expert when it comes to blind football, of course. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's our plans. Let us know what you're doing and uh, take a picture of uh, yourself in the Leicester shirt. I'll do that. Make sure you do that in Canada. Take a picture. Oh, of I will. If my girlfriend lets me wear it. And tweet it through to the thing and we can post them on there. Yeah. Hey, oh, we can start that. Where are you? Li- you can, I tell you what, you can pretend to be listening to For Fox Sake. You don't have to. You can just kind of show your phone or show Twitter or whatever. Um, take a picture in your Leicester shirt. Send it through when you're on your holidays. Uh, send it through and we will repost every single one and uh, put where you are. And then uh, we can go around and rob your house. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, we will not rob your house. We will not. Do- right, so we better go because Rob's been in the sun for about 14 minutes and mm. uh, getting, getting dangerous. Beetroot. Okay, then, well, have a good summer holidays and we will see you in the next few weeks. Stay tuned to Twitter. Remember, for fuck's sake, Special Agent X. That's the, the code. So if I say that, then it's from our secret source. Uh, and whenever he gets in uh, oh no I've given away it's a him oh no it, the whole mission abort mission abort mission 